healthcare professionals, but that we need to learn to take care of ourselves. Because when we have that burnout, how are we going to take care of our patients? How? Tara, I'm going to ask you a question. I want to go back to this whole, P- this whole PTO thing. Why <laughs> do you believe that people don't use it? You know, I, so be, <laughs> this people, if, if any of my old co Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast, where I'm going to be bringing you on my personal journey to attaining wealth and fulfillment in the most important areas of my life. I want to teach you everything I know so that you can make the rest of your life the best of your life. Make sure you like and subscribe. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. This is a special inside look episode with one of my amazing, amazing, amazing students, and just an amazing individual. I was just, uh, you know, telling her, "Wow, what a difference a year makes, huh?" Uh, a year, nearly a year ago, we were in Jamaica, sipping pina coladas, living our best life, and now, you know, and now, you know, we over here eating chipotle. Anyways, <laughs> remember, I'm a Qdoba girl. <laughs> that's right. She's a Qdoba girl. So, that's, so, so that is fantastic. Uh, I am with no other than Amber Brown. She is the money mentor. Amber, thank you so much for being on the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. Thank you. For, for those of you that uh, are in six figures of debt or you are going to um, acquire six figures of debt, I believe that this is the episode that you need to listen to. So, Amber, why don't we just give the people a little bit of backstory um, of, of who you are and, uh, and then you can tell them when you reached out to me a week ago, right? So go ahead, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Amber Brown. I live a little north of Dallas. I'm a Texan Air Force brat, though. I have a private practice focused mostly on maternal health. So uh, board certified women's health therapists, all that pelvic pee, pay, poo, all that things you think mm-hmm. about. But I'm also birth doula and yoga instructor. And I'm a guest lecturer at um, some of the programs down here in Texas for women's health um, focus areas. And since I'm a nerd, I'm working on my PhD going into academia. I have no problem admitting I'm a nerd. And I'm a certified uh, financial coach. So, wow. and a speaker. <laughs> wow. Well, you must be a Jamaican because you got like 50 jobs. No, you know, everyone jokes and says that. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm Black American. Yeah, I'm you're Black <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so you reached out to me yes. two weeks ago, and I think it was because you saw me put up a post, correct? Yes. I saw that post that you're asking for the debt, everyone's debt, they're kind of mm-hmm. their income. And I've provided some guest lectures for some PT programs, especially for the third year. It's just like, these are things to think about as you enter into the field. And I wish I had met people, you know, first year, undergrad, before college, all those things. But, you know, the way the system is set up, is not the greatest. <clears throat> so I, and it was just timely because part of my PhD, I was doing research on the tuition for PT programs. And if they're responsible for teaching financial literacy, there are some programs that do, many don't, because where do you fit it into your schedule? Um, so it was just perfect timing that you happened to post that whenever I was already doing the research. And I was like, oh, this must, this is meant to be. <laughs> right. So this is interesting. Um, what did you find out in your research? Yes. So I wrote it down. Um, so on average for outpatient physical therapy, the tuition. So keep in mind, because a lot of people, when we go into PT school, we're told this is your job. 
you can't work anywhere else, like focus on school. So this is just the tuition. Uh, on average, public in-state is $66,074. In-state? In-state. Okay. Out-of-state is $112,421 for public. For public, okay. For public. And private is 112714 Average. So as we know, average means there are some below, some above. Uh, and this is just tuition. So if you are having to live off of student loans or any other financial assistance for your cost of living, your transportation, all that fun stuff, and hopefully you're still eating during this time, then you can only imagine how much more you'll have as far right. as debt. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so what are you hearing from people? Because what I'm hearing from people that are coming out, not understanding the difference with going to public versus going to private, going to in-state versus, um, you know, going to an out-of-state school. And basically we're nearly at a double the amount of investment, depending on which one you, which one you go to, uh, what are you hearing from people as they exit school and they go into the field? Um, yeah. So what are you hearing? Well, even just before exiting, I see a lot, especially in the physical therapy student group, where people constantly asking, how should I rate these schools? Which one should I go to? And of course, technically, PT schools aren't rated. Um, like you can get out of it what you need and you can always find a mentor and continue ed later on if need be. Right, right. Um, but some people will choose private schools. So this is not a knock private school. My undergrad was private. Um, but without having that financial backing is hard. So when people are ready to graduate, they haven't looked at their student loans and don't forget, we're not just taking student loans for loans out for grad school. We probably took them out for undergrad. So who knows how much your interest rate has creeped up if you haven't looked at it since then, which most of us don't. And this is a no judgment zone, right? Mm -hmm. This is one of those situations where I want people to talk about not to have that shame, not to feel embarrassed because like in my household growing up, we, I was used to talking about money, but I know that's rare. So I want everyone to make sure that we're feel comfortable talking about it. This is how we make the change. So you didn't look at your tuition or your, your student loan. You didn't see how much actually increased over this time period. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> when do I start paying this back? Oh, I have six months before. Oh, OK. Mm -hmm. So people start choosing jobs that they don't exactly have the passion for because they're looking for that salary. So they're not thinking about the time commitment, the productivity, which we don't know. We don't learn about in school. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're just picking the job. So you might do home health, but your real passion is sports outpatient. So now you have to figure out, oh, I'm going to sacrifice for a couple of years and do home health, even though I prefer to stay in one place because they pay so much more. And with that comes burnout. Mm. With that comes anxiety. I don't have the options or opportunity to leave this job that I don't like because I have all this debt. What do I do? So here's what I'm hearing from you. We're not talking about the money. We're not talking about finances. And then because we are repressing it and we're not even dealing with it. Right. And you're saying more than not, most schools don't address it as well. Then what happens is then people come out of school 
and they're finally exposed to their situation. And now they're actually having to make decisions because Mm -hmm. of the money. Yeah. So we're not talking about money, but eventually we're making decisions based on just money. Like basically the center focus, money, money. I can't can't go on that trip because of money. I can't go buy, you know, a graduation gift for someone because of money. Um, I don't want to start investments, which is a whole nother thing, but because I just, I absolutely have to pay down all my debt. Um, And so that becomes the focus. Right. That is now the center. But then you don't exactly, everyone doesn't always say, oh, I can't do that because of my loans. We don't share it because we're of course keeping in a secret, right? Everything stays in your house. Right. Um, and so that's the hard part. We need to have this conversation. We know someone knows someone who's suffering from it and it's suffering. Is right. that financial insecurity? We are suffering. I felt, and you know, I, I gave this story of my first day in physical therapy school. Now I'm going to age myself, but it was 1997. And on my first day, I became the I don't, want to, I don't want to be dramatic and say I was the most hated man, but I was definitely not the most liked person in my school, in my in in my 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 cohort. And the reason was this. OK, so everybody's going around and they're introducing themselves. Right. The professors are all introducing themselves. And then all the new students that were going to be class of 2000 were introducing themselves as well. And everybody was saying what you know, they love about physical therapy and what they dis- they want to do. And when it came to me, my last name, I, I was one of the last people to go. Last name is Todd. Okay. Uh, I said, well, I'm Greg Todd. And, and honestly, I was just doing this just to kind of spice things up. I think you realize that's who I am. <laughs> and I was like, that's just, <laughs> that's, just who, that's, that's just who I is, y'all. So I was like, I'm Greg Todd and I'm here to make the money. And the people <laughs> were not happy. They're like, you know, this is not a profession that we should be talking about money. We're here for people that was super unprofessional, da, 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 da. And I understand that most people, maybe the people just didn't have a, you know, outgoing whatever personality the way that I have. But I also grew up in a household where I wasn't afraid to talk about money as well. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was a financial planner. My dad uh, does investments. He, you know, he's, he sells life insurance, this and that, da, 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 da. So, so money wasn't taboo. So I, like I understood what I was coming out of school with. Um, and I wasn't afraid of it. Um, I knew what my interest was. I've always, my dad has always, you know, told me compound interest is the eighth one of the world. Um, those who understand it, it works for them. Those right. who don't, it works against. Yeah. And I, and, and I think that, you know, because of that financial literacy that, that, um, that I had, I was able to attack it. And, uh, you know, I was able to work in environments that I loved from day one and I'm 20 years now in the game of physical therapy. And, uh, you know, like I've had a really, really, really great career because money hasn't been at the center of it. Yeah. The but money we, was we never at the center of my rare. decisions. Right. We both know that's rare. And I've, right. I've told people this before, and I know people who are watching don't know my backstory. Um, but, and so, just for everyone to know, both my parents have passed, but I always tell people how your story begins and not how it has to end. My mama was the third oldest of nine. My daddy, the third youngest of nine in Texas, poor. They always said they were poor in material things, but rich in love d- during their childhood. And they knew they wanted a new, new life story. 
So when they met in college and they were the first generation college students. So for anyone who's watching who you're the first generation, I'm not that far removed, but they were the first generation college students and they learned from peers. So my dad was in the Air Force, retired lieutenant colonel. My mom was in the education field. They asked questions. They knew they wanted different for their kids and what they had. They wanted to leave the next generation better than the last. And I see that as me carrying on their legacy, making sure everyone's still comfortable about their money because, no, I don't have kids, which is a whole nother thing about this financial thing, which I'll talk about. But my legacy is keeping the next generation of PT professionals better than the last. So I think that's one thing for us to keep in mind. Like, why should people suffer just because you suffered and you're like, oh, I wish I had known not to take out that loan or to save the student, my, uh, my scholarships from undergrad or to, you know, work and do. It doesn't matter. We want to make sure our profession sustain is sustainable. And in order to do that, we need to feel comfortable talking about money so we can make the change. And your reasons on why you don't feel it's sustainable today, I think you said is retention and opportunities. Expand on that a bit. Yeah. So I even could think about some of my classmates. Uh, we graduated in 2013 um, and some of them aren't in the field anymore because they they their passion, which was one particular area, they could not survive. They could not pay off their loans, have a house, have kids uh, and the life that they wanted in within that setting that they really, really had a passion for. Mm -hmm. So they changed careers. And it's less work. They have more work-life balance um, and they're making more money, you know? Wow. So uh, that in and of itself, when we lose, and these were great people. These were people who you're like, y'all really should have stayed in because they had the personality, they had the passion, they had the drive, but money was the center of it. They're like, I'm not going to stress myself out because I, I'm not getting paid what I'm worth. So mm -hmm. we lost them. We, we didn't, re we weren't able to retain awesome. them within the career, you know, and as far as opportunity, oh, go ahead. No, I, I just think like, we don't talk about that enough. Mm -mm. You know, at the end of the day, the field of physical therapy, you know, and even if you're in other fields, like it's only going to be as good as the talent that you have in the field. Yes. So we're getting talented people yeah. come into the field, but because we're not talking about this taboo subject, those talented people aren't going on to have the 15, 20, 25, 30 year careers, you know? And, yeah. and the reality is that like, I, I look back at my career, you know, I, I would say that it, the first 10 years of my career, I was doing my thing. I was working hard, but I was working hard in areas that I loved. There was right. only one time that I ever considered leaving the field of physical therapy. That was early in the process I was working in a setting or in an environment that just wasn't a great environment. I wasn't challenging myself. I wasn't pushing myself. Mm -hmm. It was usually, at, it was actually at a time where I just wasn't in a state of growth, you know, and maybe that was probably the only time that I actually took that job just for the advancement and for money. And that was the time that I nearly left. Since then, I've never even considered leaving field of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. and now here's the deal. The deal is that in the first 10 years, I wasn't giving back. The first 10 years, I was taking care of my patients, taking care of my clients, da, 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 da. Okay. Then you finally get to a point where you're 10, 15 years, 18 years in a game, and now you're able to give back. What if I would have left? And how many other people that were in my class that actually have left, 
that never were able to see it through because they never addressed the money issue. Mm-hmm. And now they haven't been able to give back in a way that maybe um, they could have given back if like money wasn't part of their decision making. Right. And our field is is beautiful. I tell people that all the time. We have that flexibility. If I get bored and outpatient, I'm like, let me go over here real quick for some acute care. <laughs> let me go right. to, you know, for my for my peace therapist out there. Let me go into the school setting. You know, we have that ability that I don't want to do sports anymore. Let me go into women's health. Something like that, where many fields don't have that opportunity, but you have to have that that longevity to be like, let me try something new. Right. But if you if after within five years and this is not shaming anyone, this is just saying this is the reality that's not being talked about. And I want especially if this is something drew you to physical therapy, something drew you to completing your your doctorate now doctorate program. So what can we do to maintain that to retain you? And so I don't want people to be stuck in situations because environment is huge. I realize I'm not meant for a high volume clinic. The first five, six years of my career, I was in a high volume clinic and I was burned out by within six months. But I, I stayed like you heard first six months burned out. But I was there still for five to six years. Mm, mm, mm. Right. And so it wasn't until I was just tired. And this isn't me saying everyone needs to have a own private practice. Private practice is not for everyone. It's not. Mm-hmm. But you have to know kind of what's know your soul, <laughs> right, right. know your soul and just know, do I have, how are my benefits? Do I have PTO? Do you know to ask these questions? Do you understand your benefits? Do you take advantage? Cause that's a whole nother thing we need to talk about. Um, I was the only person in my clinic when I was at a corporate healthcare set system who used my PTO. And we were in a rare situation that we had six weeks PTO and it didn't, and it crude. It, you didn't lose it at the end of the year. But again, People weren't because they're like, I need to work. I need to work. So let me not take my PTO. Let me lose those benefits. PTO is money. (laughs) You're getting paid on your time off. Use it. Right. Right. (laughs) Refresh, like, you know, just is there's so much that we as PTs need to learn. Well, not just PTs as healthcare professionals, but that we need to learn to take care of ourselves. Because when we have that burnout, how are we going to take care of our patients? How? Kara, I'm going to ask you a question. I want to go back to this whole, P- this whole PTO thing. Why <laughs> do you believe that people don't use it? You know, I, so be, <laughs> this people, if, if any of my old coworkers are watching me, they'll probably laugh at this. I'm the person who will always mark my calendar beginning of the year. I was always like a quarter ahead. Mm-hmm. My friends and I will always travel um, and I will always be at my office typing. I'm like, my note is taking me longer to do my notes. What's going on? I look at my calendar. I'm like, ah. My soul needs re- replenishment. It, my 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 PTO scheduled for this week. I'm so excited. Um, but I'll have coworkers who are like, "How do you do that? How how? Because my pa- my patients need me." And I'm mm. like, but my patients know that I do better when I go on vacation. Wow. My patients don't complain. My patients were willing to wait for me when I and I wasn't gone like for weeks upon weeks, you know. But they were like, "Oh no." We'll schedule for afterwards. And it's because I was proactive and will block my schedule. But so many of my coworkers were like, no, 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 we, we have to be in clinic. Plus, some kind of probably felt some job insecurity. If they right. were constantly out, what, how would that look if I'm constantly right. finding coverage? 
I'm like, well, don't give me the benefit if you don't want to use it. <laughs> so it's not a PTO, it's PTFO. It's not even real for people. It's not. It's not real. They're it's they're not. afraid that that I mean, they're so t- maybe their identity is so tied to um their worth is so tied to them doing that thing or there's fear that they're going to lose their job. Um and then because of them not having um, the confidence that other opportunities are out there. If people can't even respect their boundaries or, you know, Hey, I need to be replenished or this and that, whatever they don't replenish themselves. And then it leads to burnout, which then leads for people leaving the profession, very talented That's people cycle. leaving the profession. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. And it and all you know, comes and, back and to what? Money. Money. And, you know, and maybe I set my patient up, patients up in a way that they, you know, whenever we're talking, they knew that I traveled. Um, and again, this is me talking about when I was in a corporate setting, not my private practice, corporate setting. So it's possible. And uh, so so I made sure when I set up exercises or different things, again, I'm not going to be gone for a month. I'm I'm going to be gone maybe for a week. We we will survive. I'll get you. I'll make sure you're prepared and set up and established to survive for a week. And no one ever complained. But but other people would have set the have a um, self-limiting situation. Like they would just self-limit themselves where they're like, I, I can't do that. I can't. Mm. And again, it's just how you look at a situation. What is your opportunity? What are your opportunities? You're still getting paid. You can still put that towards debt. But again, if you have that fear that I'm going to get fired, if I use my benefits, even though HR, when I signed off, I have six weeks of benefits of PTO. Right. That's a whole nother situation we need to discuss. Right. So for you, you came out of school with six figures of debt, but you understood. And how have you kind of managed it? How have you attacked it? Yeah. So um, for those, even though, in case you heard, I started financial, my financial foundation started in, in the first grade, my first savings account. So I've been managing my funds for quite a while. I'm just the first in my family to have a doctorate. So going past undergrad, I didn't really have that. uh, Anyone help me navigate how to manage the financial assistance with that as far as outside of just loans. I was a graduate assistant, so that knocked off quite a bit. Um, But I looked at what like my actual timeline is for my payment um, repayment schedule. Mm -hmm. I figured out, okay, I'm probably whenever it's time for it to just be forgiven, I'm going to have this much. Let me set aside that for taxes. I'm going to pay just a little bit more than the minimum. I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of go ahead of my schedule so I don't get hit as much with taxes. But that's that's my con- contribution to my debt. Currently at this moment with my net worth, I could pay off my debt and still have more than six figures. But I wanted that opportunity that I'm like, I want my liquid funds here. Mm-hmm. So that I could still play and right. maintain my work-life balance and not have burnout. Right. But even without the six, fi- the 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 net worth, I was managing it before I had that accrue that net worth, where I already knew. Okay, set aside this much for taxes in the future, but I am going to live. I'm, and it may be from me understanding that again, I lost my parents unexpectedly. Um, so it may be the fact that. I want to enjoy life. They enjoyed life. I don't want to personally for me, I don't want to work six to seven days a week to quickly pay off debt. Um, Cause I, 
I've, I've enjoy life. <laughs> right, right. Uh, guys, I, I think this is, this is just so important. This is so important to hear uh, because I think, you know, there are so many that they're just like it, just the debt overwhelms them and they basically sell their souls. Yes. Um, to get rid of this thing that they didn't even realize that they truly had. Right. And during the process of selling their soul, um, they do whatever they need to do. They, they have no limits, no boundaries in play. They don't allow themselves to, um, they don't allow themselves to live in any way. And they really go on to hate the thing that they dreamed about doing. One thing I noticed about myself, I, I used to, back in the day, I was a double zero and double zeros were large on me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't want to go back to that life. Mm-hmm. But during my most stressful time, I gained a lot of weight. And I noticed it in pictures. I didn't fully notice it in clothes because I was wearing scrubs and scrubs are very mm-hmm. forgiving. Mm-hmm. But part of it was stress. I was stressed in that environment. And I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to leave that environment because it wasn't healthy for me. Mm. And I think about how many colleagues I have who are in situations where we just know it's not good for their health. We know every day they're stressed. They're trying to keep up with all the notes because they saw 15 patients the day before and they have detailed notes. And and I'm maybe I'm thinking about women's health, public health, because we're very detail oriented because we have to protect ourselves with what mm-hmm. we do. And you just think about all the stress and you're like, but I can't leave. They have benefits job security, decent pay, even though they don't let me adjust my work schedule and, you know, I have to work around kids somehow, uh, but it's job security because I had mm-hmm. this debt. Right, 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 right. Wow. So what are you doing today? Well, I'm going to go treat patients today, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I do have some, um, some coaching clients that uh, I have set up that um, I work, especially I've had some 30 years reach out to me where they're like, okay, help me get started. Cause I'm about helping out set up your exit plan too. Right. Um, people don't think about their exit plan, but we, we are in a physically demanding job y'all. Right. We're not going to very rarely. Do you see someone who's 65 five in our profession? Right. Very rarely. So you got to treat physical therapy. Your career, you, you you have to treat your career like a like a business. Mm-hmm. You know, like a successful business. If you want to yes. like, and 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 you correct me if if you if you think I'm not right, but like you should have an entry plan. You should have a maintenance plan to be able to prolong the career. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you're going to have an exit plan. You know, it's kind of like a like a foot like a football career, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's actually really sad though. But because, some don't plan in football. Yeah. Some don't make it mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, there's people that, that like, I think the average career is three years and it's really sad, but it's kind of, it's kind of what's happening with PT too. Yeah. It's like the careers are getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter because people don't have a plan for their career. Uh, mm-hmm. You know? So anyways, when I was asking you like, what are you doing today? You know, you know, part of that is that you're not just a physical therapist, right? Mm-hmm. You have a practice. You you're you're a doula as well. Um, you're also I'm a PhD student. <laughs> you're a PhD student. Yes. And you know, and you're also a coach and you help people with 
their financial situation as well, right? And keep in mind, everyone, I still work less than I did in corporate healthcare with all the titles. Okay. So I want to make sure people know when I just talked about work-life balance, I still have that, if not more, for for me. For you. Okay. Very interesting. I love this. I love this. Uh, You know, I just feel it's really important. Uh, The field of physical therapy is not safe when careers are being shortened. Right. It's not. It's that not. high retention or that high ret- uh, turnover rate is not yeah, good. The, and, the turnover rate is not good. Yeah. And there, there are many people who are delaying their postgraduate uh, education. So I mentioned PhD. Um, with programs, we have to have 50% who have terminal degrees. That's not happening because more and more people, when we have debt, it's kind of like, why would I take on more debt to get a PhD? even if that's your exit plan to go into academia. So some people don't realize if you truly want that as your your retirement plan going into academia, you have to start now to get that PhD. So you have right. a higher chance of getting hired and being tenured, if that's your choice. Right. But you can't start, well, it's harder to start at 50 when you're like, oh, I have just a couple years before I'm going to retire mm-hmm. and get the PhD. You have to start earlier. Mm-hmm. But why do that when you have debt? Right. So how is our future for education going to look whenever we don't have enough people to fill the roles? Or if you're a current student and you're like, oh, I wish this person will retire. Well, they, they have to hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got a PhD and there's no one here to take up their spot. And in order mm-hmm. for your program to be accredited, you have to have at least 50 percent of your core faculty who has a terminal degree. So sometimes we get stuck with people where we're like. <laughs> right. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. You know, thinking about the future for training of of PTs. How's that going to look if we're all dropping out? Right. Mm. This is so important. Mm -hmm. Y'all, this is so important. You know, you should be, I I really think that from this episode, everyone should be really considering um, and mapping out how you're going to execute out your career. How are you going to have a career that stands the test of time? How are you going to have a career that's not, uh, uh, you know, a two-year career or a three-year career? I mean, in order to make this this investment pay off, the trick to making investments pay off is being able to have time on your side. Yes. Correct. Yes. Correct. I mean, I mean, if if you know, this is just a, just financial one on one. It's like, you know, I, like I have investments. And those investments, you know, when I first started a year or two later, the ROI wasn't necessarily there. But now 18, 20 years later, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, it looks beautiful, you know. So how do you actually set yourself up to be able to to make it to the end and not crawl to the finish line? Right. To enjoy the experience. Enjoy the experience. Not have regrets, you know. know? Right. Everyone's journey is different. And even when you go on a financial journey, your journey is going to look different than mine. Um, we, we might all, every once in a while, you'll see people who are like, oh, I was able to stay at home and pay off my debt. Not the case for everyone. Or we're able to live off the income of one spouse, not the other. I'm single, no kids, right? There are people who are single with kids. So all of us have different stages on our financial journey and is more of knowing how to navigate that journey. 
properly and feeling comfortable with it. So you have those options. So whenever you are in an environment that doesn't serve you anymore, you know how to exit. Right. Wow. You know, or when you enjoy the beautiful career of physical therapy and you're ready to retire in your own way and retiring could be no longer in corporate or no longer seeing, you know, patients five times a week. Maybe you move to PRN. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you see, you know, you start consulting or there's so many, like, again, the beauty of our career, the flexibility of it. I don't think some people fully realize what we can do, but you I, have to make sure you actually stick with it. <laughs> you know, it's so funny, like, as you're saying all of this, I'm just thinking of my career. Right. And and I want you all to know this, like. It really has been and I, I, please, I'm not saying this for it's been just a really cool career from. I was a staff PT and then I went on to be a clinic director and then I went on to work with professional athletes. And then I said, okay, I'm going to have my own private practice. And then I went on to be a consultant for private practices. And then I pulled back from the day-to-day operations of my practice and started to learn other aspects of the practice, billing collections, finances, Mm-hmm. Then I went to be a speaker, started doing, you know, doing uh, speaking in 2015. And then I went on to do online, uh, you know, programs for the, the, the new generation. And then I, and then we, we added a practice that was like, like, it's been a beautiful, it's been a 20 year career and it's really been beautiful. It, it really has. Look, I'm not saying like I've had my pitfalls and my little potholes along the way, but there is so much variety in this profession. There's so many different things that you can do from ALF to this, to outpatient, to pediatrics, to, you know, you know, pe- you know pelvic health, this, wound yeah. so many different things that you shouldn't ever, you should never be in a situation where you get stale Yeah, because you can go to like, you could go to, the, you know, it's like, like football, you can go to the dolphins, you can go play for the Raiders. You can go play. You can do so many different things. I just think that the biggest reason why people are leaving is money. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, how can people find out more about you and tell them where you at on the interwebs? Yes. So you can, if you want to email me any questions, you can email me at hello at care for you first. And that's the number four. Um, the reason why I put that is because we need to care for ourselves first before we could care for others. Get it? Yeah, I love it. And, uh, <laughs> and the same thing for the website, uh, care the number for you first. Um, Did I do it right on there? Did I do that? Okay. Hello great. at care for you first.com. Okay, yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And one thing when it comes to money management, um, I am creating a program. Because I've had private private clients, but I am just I'm one who I'm about making sure things are affordable. Um, again, leaving the next generation better than the last. So I uh, I will be launching for April Financial Literacy Month uh, a group coaching program. It's going to be like you guys low, like twenty five dollars a month, mm-hmm. like going to be low. But you're going to be able to get the foundation and really advance through, so you can make sure that you know how to plan your exit plan. Whether you are currently a student you're a pre-PT or you are practicing professional where you're like, I've been in it for five years, but I need to make sure I'm preparing for my exit. This will be for you. Um, so th- I think it's going to be important for us because I do, again, I'm le- I want to leave the next generation of professionals better than the last. 
And this is how we do it. We make sure we keep having the mentors available so that it makes it easier. So your journey doesn't have as many potholes as, as Greg or as my journey. Like you, and whenever the potholes happen, they don't damage the car, right? Like they're right. just like, oh, it was a little, it was a little pothole. Right. So I want to make sure that we're able to do that for everyone just to make it affordable and for us to all come out successful, have great outcomes for our patients and for ourselves and just live the life you want. Yeah. Wow. Amber, thank you so much for coming on. This is fantastic. I hope you all have enjoyed this. And uh, if you want to find out more uh, about Amber and the things that she's offering, um, just email her at hello at care for you first. That's a number four, youfirst.com. All right. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Till next time. Bye. Hey, Wealth Creator. I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Wealth Code Secrets Podcast. Now, can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Okay, number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode? We'll notify you every single time a new one comes up. Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review, please, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever? And, and you know, while you're doing it, let me just tell you the things to say. Tell them how amazing I am. And more importantly, tell them how amazing you are. There you go. Okay. And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version to this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash Greg Todd PT, and you can see the video version. We got all types of cool stuff in there and you're going to love it. All right. Thank you so much again. And remember, let's make your days count till next time.